Welcome to Tanked Up, the show all about video games and craft beer. I'm Ben, and once again, I'm here with Adol. Hey. And we're here with Lucy. Hi. Hey to both of you. Hi, Ben. Hi. 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 I thought I'd sing it very slowly. <laughs> Are you both well? Yeah, not bad. Good. Yeah, I've had the day off work, so I'm fantastic. Huzzah! I imagine then you've got about 1,600 games to, to discuss. <laughs> I did finish one today. Finished my homework, just in time. Nice, yeah. nice. That's good. I think we're going to have a bit more of a, a bit more of a game-centred episode today, because both Adel and I, we've actually played some games. I know, it's, it's crazy. I know. I, I won't make a habit out of it. No, try not to. Just, just, just come with a game every now and again, possibly. Yeah. So, good. <laughs> Let's jump into some beers. Lucy, what are you going to drink first? I am going to drink a beer from Tempest Brewing Ooh. Company. Uh, our listener, Callamore, will be very happy about this. Yes. Um, up in Scotland. And um, this is... Oh, God. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't actually... Know what style it was when I picked it up? I was like, I bought this I think a few weeks ago. I was like, oh, I'll just mm. pick out this for tonight. Um, it's a Imperial Stout, eleven percent, and it is called <laughs> Mexi Cake. <laughs> so, second uh, half of the podcast is going to be a bit wayward for me. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really have much flavour text. It has. Mm. Um, it does have chilies in it. It has a uh, mulatto and chipotle chilies, um, uh, vanilla beans. Um, yeah, there's another beer from Tempest that I that I've had, and they brewed that with some kind of um, like hot peppers. I can't remember what the name of the beer is called. I might try and find it before the end of the podcast, but. Um, mm. It was delicious, um, so I hope this is going to follow suit and have that kind of balance between like the heat from the slight, very slight heat from the chilies and a bit of mm. the chocolate as well from uh, the dark malts. So looking nice. forward to this. Good, good. Adel, what are you kicking off with? Uh, I'm going to start with a, the uh, Man and Lifter Saison uh, from Oedipus. Oh. Uh Refreshingly stereotype free beer made with love and lemongrass. Open up. Yeah, it looks like uh I don't see where the English ingredients are. Uh yeah, it just has lemongrass and Sichuan pepper. Okay. That's Ooh, an odd combination. Non- yeah. Yeah. The, sounds like it might have an Indonesian sort of twist. Hmm. Well, I guess probably more like Sichuan. Yeah, I was about to they say. have lemongrass too. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I just think heat and lemongrass. I think Indonesian food. Oh, I think also, the uh, Netherlands, Sichuan because they conquered food, Indonesia, for, yeah. or colonized, I should say, Indonesia. I just assume anything with spice in the Dutch is because of the, the Indonesians. I could do with some Chinese food right now. Oh. Oh. I'm well up, Kim. Yeah. 
we're we're getting we're getting tied. We decided we're getting tied tomorrow night. Oh yes, that's exciting. Tied, yes, so uh, I'm looking forward to that. The highlight of my week, obviously, apart from recording <laughs> this session this evening, um, I'm going to drink. A beer from Unity Brewing Company. Um, I've had a couple of their beers before, but I don't know if I've had one on, uh, uh, on the podcast before. Uh, but this is Drift. It's a white IPA, 6%. It says, Drift is our special winter release, the fusion of a classic Belgian wit beer with a modern juicy IPA. Brewed with wheat, oats, coriander seed, and orange peel for a classic pillowy wit beer character, and then dry hopped with citra, BBC, and Ella to deliver big aromatics. Uh, hmm. I picked this up because the two of you have recently both had, um, you know, white IPAs. Uh, mm-hmm. I felt a little bit left out. That's Aww. fair. Yeah. So, I should crack this one. Lucy, you've got yours poured. Yes. Um, fully black, uh, nice, probably about one finger brown head. Um, straight away I could smell the uh, vanilla on it. Um, just straight away just hits you. That like sweetness of vanilla it smells like ice cream almost um haven't yet sipped into it i'm bracing myself for the 11 percent. so <laughs> how about you deal of you taps into yours yeah. uh, i've got a, a very clear almost no head uh sort of lighter than honey sort of straw colored saison makes sense it's got quite the um it's actually quite a malty nose to it Gonna get a hint of the lemongrass, but not much. It's mostly just sort of that round sweetness you get from malts. Mmm. Mmm. It's a very sweet saison. Okay. Um, it actually has a bit of a, almost a chocolatey aftertaste, and I'm not sure where it's coming from. Just a little hint of it in the in the um, in the aftertaste. Maybe oh, it's wow. the pepper, and I'm just confused. Uh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Definitely um, have to be confused. To mix pepper up with uh, chocolate. It looks, it's very clear. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hmm. It, it looks like straw tea. gold. It looks like mm. ice. Yeah, it does. Tea from here. Yeah. Um. Again, it finishes maltier than I expected. Um. Doesn't dry the mouth out. The finish does not last. This beer's going to go for a six point six percent beer. I'm going to slam through it because the taste just doesn't linger, and it's. What does is a little bit of a sweetness, so it just calls for you to drink more. Yeah, okay. that's fair. Well, well, I can't remember what the percentage was. Six. Six. Mm, that's not too bad to mm. bang back. Unlike when we were drinking 10% and 8% the other week. Yeah. It just disappeared <laughs> very quickly. Uh, Lucy, how does yours taste? Uh, you can definitely taste the vanilla in the... Uh flavor as well not just the aroma so you get a bit of sweetness um in the taste uh that's really at the start of the taste and then it gets balanced out with um like the heat from the from the chilies um yeah. which is, i can feel a warming sensation down my throat and in you know in my stomach now yeah. because it's, and um yeah the bitterness as well also balances off uh with that sweetness offsetting it so yeah it's there's a lot going on um it's quite heavy but not um not so much it's like i'm gonna wait 10 minutes before the next sip um yeah yeah you know but 
yeah, you can definitely taste the alcohol. Um, I mean, that just contributes. I mean, you, you feel the slight burn from the alcohol, and that's only accentuated by the chilies as well. But mm. it's not too overpowering, so... It's that's a, good. Yeah, it's a well-balanced beer, a lot going on, and they've managed to just keep a lid on it and just make it palatable um, still. Yeah, really nice beer. Nice, nice. Mm. Excellent. Ben, how's your beer? It's it's good. Um, you definitely get a lot more of the wit beer than you do from the IPA. Mm. Um, it's got that... that you know, standard sort of uh, sweetness that you kind of have it's quite a difficult one to pick out what the the, the, the hops are, are doing uh, especially because it said it was dry hopped with citra and ella and I'd imagine a slightly bigger hoppier nose mm. um, but it, it's almost I don't know whether it's just maybe those hops mixed with sort of the things that have gone in there for the whip beer aren't doing very much or maybe aren't mm. quite powerful enough to uh, to balance out against the the, the whip beer sort of characteristics but it, it it's much more i mean i'm getting more white than i am ipa definitely mm. uh, which isn't a bad thing it's a nice beer uh, let's have another sip it's 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 quite wet as well so i'm not reaching for the glass at all uh, it's only sort of when I'm thinking to myself, hmm, the, the you know the flavour has dried very slightly. What did, what are the hops doing? What's going? It's when I think about the beer that I sort of go back to it rather than going. I need another sip. I need another sip. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, even on the you know on the nose and on the flavour, you can kind of maybe get a little bit of the hops more towards the end of the flavour. That it kind of pulls that sort of that little bit of, of sweetness away slightly, mm. but not a huge amount. Uh, I think I'm only kind of as as I'm talking, reaching for it because my mouth is drying out slightly from when I'm talking. But if I'm sat here sipping this whilst one of you guys are talking about a game, I don't think I'm going to be reaching for this, you know, too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Which is odd because we normally have, you know, I I normally have quite dry beers. That I'm just absolutely banging through. Uh, I think this is quite good for maybe one that I could sit and just nurse mm-hmm. for a little while and just you know not worry about too much. Yeah. I guess. What was the percentage yeah. again? Uh, six. Okay. okay yeah. So same as mine. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not too high, but it's not as you know, it's not a light beer. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, didn't we say last week that we were going to get like Carling? We did. Yeah. Light beers. We also said that um, Lucy said that we were going to do our sort of our classics list, uh, and I think that's something that we'll we'll kick into uh, in a few weeks' time. We've still got to actually come up with the list and decide <laughs> between us what our our classics are um, are going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of had a beer last night that you know I've had before uh, that I really enjoyed. That I thought this is this should go on the list, but. Mm. It's not, I you know, was it, compared to a lot of people. Was it White Lightning or? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a San Miguel. Um, oh, but I'm I think from yeah, yeah, San Miguel's fine. Yeah. But I think with our classics list, we'll probably kick off with a cla- with a Carling. I think that might be you know, <laughs> number one classic. Right. I think we should, yeah. yeah. Dependent on the definition of classic. 
I suppose. Well, I didn't grow up with the easy access to curling, so it wouldn't be on my classics list. No, yeah. I feel like the, what you were the the nostalgia factor that you seem to be invoking was not mm. there in my youth. Look, That's fair. When there's That's nothing fair. else, it's a decent beer. <laughs> no, it's a beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when there's it's nothing mean. except um, like red wine. For me, I don't drink wine. Then Carling is like oh, I like red wine. A shining mm. beacon on the horizon. So. God, if if it's the wine every time. <laughs> well, it depends on the wine. Well, uh, yes, there that's right. there are the there. San Miguel's of wine as well. Mm. Mm, that's true. That your four pound bottom shelf. Yeah, Audi and Morrison's own. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, just a little it's white label. My stomach just talking else. about it. Yeah. <laughs> Grocery store um, house wine. Yes. Let's move on to games then. We'll bring the level back up and talk about some Oh, sorry, am I quiet? Hey. Adel, let's kick off with you, man. You've played a Ooh, game. Okay. I played two games. I played a new <gasps> game and a game that we've talked about on the podcast before. Okay. Which would you like to hear about first? Uh, Both simultaneously. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I played... <laughs> Super into the Mario Breach Odyssey. <laughs> oh, one of those looks cool. <laughs> and it's not the uh, one. Are you changing your mind on the other one? <laughs> no. Uh, 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 Why don't I start with Super Mario Odyssey because we've talked about it a bunch. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, finally yeah. turned the damn thing on. Um, turns out that uh, when I was away over Christmas, my housemate played it to completion. And then what, uh, no, we, he, he had he a... all the moons, or no, he didn't. Oh, I was about to say he's a madman. Then, yeah, he. Uh, and then I came home the other day, and he had a, um, uh, a lady friend over who had never had a console. Wow. Before. Okay. And they were playing in portable. She was playing in portable mode, and she was playing Mario Odyssey. And then I was like, okay, if person who has never who's been in my house twice is now playing this in portable mode as her first experience on a console i should probably turn the game on at some point mm-hmm. yeah how did she uh <laughs> how did she grasp it was, was she um right between her hands <laughs> killed <laughs> um in terms he's on, of he's on form level, tonight he's yes. on form yeah. um uh she seemed to like it uh, she seemed to struggle with some bits i didn't they were sitting on the couch didn't want to be like Sit beside. How bad are you fucking this up? Mm. Here over her shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she was definitely enjoying yeah. it, uh, and he and he was enjoying her struggles to a certain degree. <laughs> it was it was good. Yeah. yeah for mm. someone who has no prior knowledge of games, to be able to manipulate like a three D camera and do platforming. Yeah, I mean, my friend Henry will never let me live. Let me live down uh, the time where he bought the Zelda for the Wii. Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I had never played a game with a joystick before for camera movements because I stopped having a console at the um, at the SNES Genesis era. Oh mm. right! And then PC gamed up until after after the Wii. Wow! wow. Um, <laughs> That's just like yeah. Whole and and, and, uh, and let's just say there was also I was feeling a little green that day. That mm. often, a symptom that often happened in that house because of um, the purchasing habits of my flatmates, and so it wasn't exactly the best mindset. 
mm-hmm. to be introduced to this, and I uh, spent the better part of ten minutes not able to quite get on the horse. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the horse didn't fare much better. It was it was pretty awful. Did, did um, you did your flatmate at the time do a lot of backseat gaming? No, he just laughed. <laughs> 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 Because for every minute that went by, that I still wasn't picking up the skill made it that much funnier. Mm. Uh, I think I was playing like my first 3D game in like '96 or something like that. And you played? Oh, I mean, I played a bunch of 3D games mm. that were just you know, 3D camera, mouse and keyboard. All oh, right, okay. All right, PC Master Race. Carry on. I Super Mario mm. Odyssey. Uh, I really like it. Um, I like that in the first world you get to take over a dinosaur and stomp around. I was like, what? I got to do this right away? <laughs> yeah, T-Rex time. Um, <laughs> Tiny I found a lot in that first island. Uh, I didn't leave until I'd found, a, I think, all of them. Except I didn't look at the list, but all of them except the metal box, which I assume I can't do anything with right now. Yeah, that's post-game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, so I'm now on the sandcastle level. Um, and oh, so, have, so you're not uh, that far, but you. No, no, I don't. I only started it yesterday. Oh, okay. Is the is the sandcastle level? I assume is is the beach level. So are you playing as as topless Mario? So you're just well, no, because it's frozen right now. There's, there's two uh, sandy. You might even yeah. be free. There's two sandy ones, maybe two um, water ones, but yeah. 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 So everything's frozen, and Mario shivers and stuff. Uh, uh, I, I've gotten past the first half, I assume, like the first major plot point, because it's now gotten colder. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to go down in the pits underneath uh, a floating inverted, inverted pyramid. pyramid yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I really like I really like the feel of this game. Like I never yeah. I never had an N sixty four, so I never played Mario sixty four. Mm-hmm. I liked Mario Galaxy. Yeah. This already feels better. Feels more comfortable. Okay. I like the nostalgia levels where you go into a pipe and then you just play 2D Mario for a bit. Mm. That's, that's something I didn't realize. The game is not all 2D. I would just yeah. prefer it if it was all those 2D levels. But um, I like right. the way they they so at the top before you the first part of the uh, sandcastle level you go to the top of a area um, a building where you know Bowser's holding Peach and has some sort of magic wedding band that's very seems more slave and rapey than normal Bowser <laughs> in content, on concept um but uh you go into this the very top is a, like a top layer there's no staircase but you go into a pipe and then you play um 2D around the the top cylinder of the building Mm. Where so you're you're doing the 2D level, but it's curved, and your mm-hmm. camera rotates around, and you sort of walk through and get on the platforms, and then wrap around to the top. And I thought it was just beautiful and yeah. such yeah, a great idea such a great to like use yeah. the 3D space yeah. to like like literally do what you do with when you're making 3D models. Is like here's my 2D texture. I'm just gonna wrap it around, yeah. but like play with that idea. It's like getting a one of those new flung. OLED or whatever it is TVs that are like oh that are can, curved that are curved and well, not even curved but they can roll up <laughs> and just put oh, yeah. that on something yeah it's like that but yeah those are really great the transition yeah um and so yeah I think I've got fifteen or so in that world already because I just keep wandering because I'm interested yeah, there's about a mm. hundred so you got a while to go a <laughs> hundred in that level probably yeah <laughs> how many are there total. Nine hundred and ninety-nine. Yeah, it's a yeah, ridiculous okay. amount, and it's too many. But 
you know, and if you, a lot of them you can't get to until post game, right? Yeah, the game is very poorly paced. But <laughs> after the credits, you, you better off just zoom into the credits and then just playing the real game. And then exploring yeah. when I have all the things. Where there's a bit that's of just challenge. not how I play games, though. Yeah. But I know, but see, the problem is, this is, that's the, exactly wrong. Like, if it was all front load, like, regularly paced, I would spend hours on each individual level trying to figure things out. Mm. But if I'm finished the game, I'm not going to go back. I, I think I'll have trouble going back and re-exploring areas and trying to remember, yeah, did I do, yeah. is there something here? Did I do it? I can't remember because I did as much as I could find. That's the yeah. thing. That's what I've heard a lot of people do. They're just like, I, I, saw, I see credits, I'm done. But this is one of the few games that I actually like went back into because the base game is so it, it's easy it's very easy yeah, it's and not I hard. don't f- feel any kind of challenge so I was like I, I need to get some challenge especially with the 2D parts because they haven't made a real new 2D Mario in ages and I thought this is enough incentive to go back because I do they have new mechanics and it isn't just old mechanics right. repurposed for this game they, they do new things with it no they're not mechanics they're plumbers <laughs> they both were coveralls, I get it. He is on fire today. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so this is one of the few games where I actually went back post-credits. So I think you might. I think you will. You'll find it's fun enough and getting moons and new costumes and everything like that, is, it's rewarding enough to go back after you're done. Yeah. Mm. Nice, nice. So do you think you'll go back at all? Difficult to say from now. Yeah, yeah. I suppose it's one of those when you once you've finished it, you kind of have to assess how you feel and whether you've, you know, you might get to a point where actually you think this is kind of like spurred me back into you know playing a few more games and you think actually I'm done with Mario. I want to play something else. I want to move on. I'm happy with the X amount of hours it took to, you know, get through the the main story beats and stuff. And, uh, yeah. and and I'm kind of I'm ready to to just yeah. move on. So yeah, maybe we'll revisit it in in a little while. Yeah, well, I mean, episodes, it's so so. I mean, it's so intuitive. Mm. Except for I mean, obviously, learning some of the moves. I I really hate. I see exactly your pain with motion controls because it's such a great move to jog the thing around, and then you basically are in, uh, create a spinning a hat that rotates around you for two and a half seconds. That's pretty hard to get hit during. But in order to do that while you're holding the fucking thing, you're just like, exactly. oh, I can't see. Exactly. Don't, mm. don't get me started on these motion controls. Because some moons are only obtainable using motion controls. I was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do yeah. it. Yeah. And I would give this game a 5 out of 10 just for that purpose. Why are you shoehorning your crap motion controls in a game that's overall very decent, yet forgettable? I mean, there's lots of games that have tried to work with, like, the new tech that's kind of been introduced for for consoles and stuff, and just unfortunately Mario was the one that was picked for Switch to try and showcase what they could do with those motion controls, I guess. I think it's really weird that it, like, literally, like, you had to... It said, please disconnect your controller to make use of motion controls. Like, sorry, like, get the remotes on. And then it wasn't clear how to get out of that screen. Like, it was before the game started. It was like, you should do this if you want to. And then it's like, poke, poke. You know, what button am I supposed to hit to get rid of the screen? Yeah. There's no X. There's no OK. It's just like a like a poster almost. It's And it's weird that you've got this console which kind of sold itself on almost this play your own kind of way. 
you can have yeah. it in, in in handheld mode you can have it in docked mode you can have a different kind of the pro controller you can have the little when it looks like a, a really sad dog the way that, <laughs> that works you know there's loads of different ways that you can play this for a game to kind of go you should do it this way kind of goes against the original yeah design. yeah it's super weird for this to be like their big game mm. outside of release titles like this is the switch game right as far mm, as nintendo yeah. is concerned yeah it's it's weird for me because i enjoyed my time if it, i mean i got 755 moons and so that's quite a lot but um, yeah that's a lot to I, just I, go back and kind of get yeah but thinking about it now like i completely forgot that i ever played this game <laughs> i don't know what it is but it just never stuck in my like zelda a game that you know has a lot of flaws but so much magic as well. I I usually, you know, I often think about that game and, and the experience that I had with it. I never remember that I played Super Mario Odyssey. <laughs> I, I don't mm. know what it is. It's weird, hmm. but that's just me. I mean, brought so many people joy last year. Yeah, it, it's it's one of the most polished games I've ever played, but d- didn't have the uh, the soul. Mm. Okay. I thought it was yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Mm. Just wasn't the right caliber of game. Soul caliber. Players, players, Geralt of Rivia. Oh yeah. yeah. No. I, I, yeah. I've never played no. Soul Caliber. Always been a <gasps> I played a bunch of Soul Caliber four on my friend's GameCube. Mm. Oh, I mean, um, I didn't realize that the uh, is it the director of the new Soul Caliber was also the director of Tekken Seven. Oh, I didn't know. I that. didn't know they shared, uh, oh, you know, people yeah. from the teams and stuff. Like, okay. uh, but it kind of makes sense because Yoshimitsu hmm. is a Tekken character who has been in almost all of the Soul Calibur games. That's right. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think I those two games Tekken are kind of. A, yeah. Oh, <laughs> God, I want to play some Soul Calibur Four. As yeah, soon that's as, the right soon one. As, yeah, as soon as Soul Calibur Six was announced, I was just thinking. Soul Calibur 4 on the PS3 was was uh, my fighting game of the PS3, uh, definitely. Yeah. See, it was my fighting game of that era, but I only played it with my buddy Colin, who had a GameCube. Okay. I need to get back That's into fair. Tekken 7. It's strange. Injustice 2 just completely, you know, just made me forget that Tekken 7's a thing, and I mm. love Tekken 7. Oh, hmm. Many good fighting games. Both quite I, I don't combo like heavy, fighting games mm. by myself. So um, a lot of uh, you know throws, mm. lifts in injustice. And anyway, I know nothing about fighting games, so I'm not going <laughs> to carry on because I'll sound like <laughs> an idiot. <laughs> frames, I, know, you know, I count frames. You know something. You know, you know names of fighting <laughs> games. <laughs> Just about yeah. Guilty Gear um, is that I, a fighting game? So. That is a fighting game, yes. <laughs> a lot Good. of people have um, the Konami code as their like code of their youth they'll always remember. Um, for me, it's ABACABB, the blood code for Mortal Kombat 1 on the Sega Genesis. Oh, nice. That, the one that made it better, that even though you only had three buttons and your friend with a SNES had four, your game was infinitely better. <laughs> mm. I have no such good memory. The only one I could possibly rem- remember is GTA 3 cheats, but none of us. Oh, see, I don't bad. remember those. I remember left the GTA 1 up ones. Right, left down, up right, or something like that. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, mine's mine's not the Konami code. Mine's the, um, the level select um, cheat code for Sonic. The Hedgehog, uh, the original Sonic, yes. up, down, left, right, start, and A. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, nice. Maybe it's Sonic. Yeah. I'm thinking. <laughs> I will always, I will always remember that. Mm. As soon as I learned it, it was sort of well. There's two hours that I don't need to waste getting to the final <laughs> level. Let's just play that one. Yay! I've completed Sonic. <laughs> uh, youth. I remember in GTA One, um, there were uh, if you put your name in. As a certain thing, you got different things, and I remember uh, it, they were really dumb. There was like pork char suey, <laughs> was one of them, and buckfast, and just really weird shit. Or like a Doom, or was it, yeah, IDDQD mm. for ID Games, something mm. um, else, God Mode, IDKFA for all the weapons. Yeah. I remember Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4 ones. <laughs> That's really random. Yeah. I love that game. That's my favourite Tony Hawk game, so that's why. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's why you'll know. That's why. <laughs> um, before we jump into your second game at all, hmm. let's go to Lucy. <gasps> Ooh, I'm up. Okay. You're up. I, what have you played? I, I played two games too. Oh, Are we gonna get let's time? have one. Just one? Okay. 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 Which one? You can do the other one later. Which one would you start with? Oh, okay. I'll, I'll briefly touch on the second one um, later on in the podcast then. Uh, but the first one, and my main one that I want to talk about, is called Cube 2. Oh. Ooh. Nice. Uh, sorry, is it Cube 2 or is it Cube.U.B.E.2? <laughs> yeah, it's Q.U.B.E.2. Which uh, I, I don't know what it stands for. It stands for something fancy like quantum, quadrilateral, umbrella. urban building exploration. Yes, you only go through square buildings. Yeah, in, which is pretty much a good. Yeah, that actually sums up the game pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> Come to think of it, um, oh, yeah, it's a sequel to Cube, which I think it started off. Um, it's made by Toxic Games. I think it was initially a student project, um, and then they released the director's cut on like PC, it's on Xbox. Yeah, it's probably on PlayStation. It's probably on every goddamn thing now. Mm. Um, but that was that was a decent game to describe it to everyone. If they, you don't know this game, it's a first-person puzzle game. Um, easiest way to describe it is probably uh, very portal-esque. Um, you are going through these puzzle rooms um, with an ability, it's not portals, it's it's an ability to create cubes. Um, and different cubes, uh, different coloured cubes have different properties, have different physics. So, for example, I think there's a lot less colours in the second game. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've definitely simplified it and I think they've just found ways to have fewer uh, coloured cubes, i.e. fewer properties, and right. um, making different mechanics around those, and um, finding better ways for those to interact with each other, rather than keep introducing new colours. But, mm. um, for example, the um, you have these gloves, and they create uh, cubes, so the blue gloves, um, if you create a blue, blue cube, it's basically has mm. bouncy physics, you can bounce on top of it, bounce off the cubes on top of them. Um, well, they even copied Portal's colour schema? Uh, no, because there's no orange. It does look a bit orange. No, I meant the, the, the blue goop in Portal is the bouncy. Oh, yeah. Bouncy, yeah. Gosh. 
taking me back now. That's Portal 2, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I haven't played Portal. I played Portal last year again, but Portal 2 I haven't played since it came out. Mm. Fantastic. I never played the um, collaborative missions. I always wanted to. Yeah, me too. Those look really fun, but I'd probably end up getting annoyed. How was it? I played with I played with the random just just on on PS3, uh, just some some random person, and I don't know whether they'd you know run through it before, but we absolutely blasted through it. Oh wow! You finished it really quickly. Yeah, yeah. Did them really quickly, Um, and I think it. Was it just over one evening? A long game session, over over one sitting. Uh, but yeah, I, I I think the thing with Portal is it's so it's so easy to grasp what you're meant to do. Mm-hmm. It's kind of and it's it's not hard to do it, but they're they're made so well and things are telegraphed so well in that game that yeah, you I think can it's, figure it's, you can figure things out quite quickly. It's, it's, uh, and it's, it's actually not a puzzle of um, so it's not like a logical puzzle game. Like that's not where the strength is. It's like a skill one. Yes. Yeah. Like you yeah. see, Portal for most of the levels, you'll see what you have to do, and then it's a how do I get how around do you do to it? doing exactly. It. Yeah. Right. yeah. Which is why I really liked it. It's like a tactile puzzle rather than just a for, like I'm in 3D space first person yeah. puzzle. If it's on backwards compatibility, I mean you should play it a deal co-op part. But um. I don't know. I don't have that on a console. <laughs> I know. PC you have, you have to buy a PC, Lucy. I'm not buying PC. Portal 2 on a bloody PC. I'm not buying anything on I'm PC. I'm sure it's like five pence. I don't care. I'll be playing it with a gamepad anyway, so I might as well play the version that I have on Xbox. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Anyway, this well, is have pro- fun with your random. <laughs> this is probably... Cool 2. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably what right. the uh, developer probably wanted to... Uh, I, th- I guess it's quite flattering for them to have people compare it to Portal because Portal's one of the, you know, standout games, one of the best Landmark games. Game, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it is very much in the vein of Portal. Um, it's it's more logic based, as you lot were saying. It's it's less skill based, and I actually like that about um, Cube Two because some of the skill based things in like Portal, and it, I mean, especially first Portal, when you have to do this. In like free fall drop and keep going through portals and like get, like three loops heart, yeah that annoyed yeah. the hell out of me but um yeah this is much more logic based you, you 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 go into the room you can see okay there's um there's this 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 thing here there's this many places where I can put cubes this this and that and it's like you go into the room figure it out and you know, you execute it. There's nothing skill-based. There's no heavy platforming okay. or anything like that. It's more about moving the cubes and getting them to move. Like, they're the properties that have um, momentum, mm. uh, the cubes, rather okay. than yourself, um, like in Portal. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a really good... It's what every good sequel should do, just build on the, uh, the premise of the first. It had a great central mechanic. This, I think... Is just you know puzzles aren't as hard. I, th- I think towards the first cube, at the end of the first cube game, puzzles got a bit difficult, and it's like I had to keep looking up guides and stuff like that um, mm. due to the amount of um, things that they were throwing at you. But um, yeah, I, th- I didn't have to look at a guide for this one at all, and um, 
it's just really well made. It's it's made on Un Unreal Engine as well, so it looks beautiful as hell. Um, especially when I was playing it on Xbox. I don't know if it's 4K. I don't think it is, but it just looks beautiful. Um, there's a story to it, but I didn't pay attention. It's the whole. Hey, I was just gonna ask. So, <laughs> yeah. I know that, so Cube One was a game, and then Cube Director's mm -hmm. Cut was the story and narration yeah. added on, essentially. So I was wondering how much effort they put into Cube Two. I mean, it's um, it's pretty much. I mean, I I will never say that, you know, because I don't know how much work went into it. I'm not the developer, but it's pretty much the same. It's like two voice actors. Um, the person going through it and saw someone on the intercom just you know buzzing through to them and it's it's just uh you know it's it's average i, I didn't really okay. take anything for it. a game like that i just want to play for the puzzles um if people want to hear a story about ai and how it can take over once again then maybe check out cube 2 for the ah, story okay so but... it is very much in the portal vein of narratives as well well no, because Portal 2 narrative is what makes that game as well. I mean... Well, yeah, it's actually, more, I think, more characters than narrative. Mm. The fact that, like, mm. the companion cube is a character... Yeah. ...is a testament to the storytelling. But the actual, like, overall plotting is kind of meh. So depending on how you catch that... But out, the cake is yeah. a lie. Fuck off, it's a lie. <laughs> 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 so what is a lie, anyway? Yeah. Oh mm. no, let's not. No. Yeah. yeah, Cube 2, oh, honestly, don't. pick it up. It's on Xbox, it's on PS4, it's on Steam. Um, it's great if it ever comes to Switch, and that's a perfect place for it as well. But yeah, definitely check it out. And the first Cube, um, that's going for probably very cheap at the moment. So, mm. Mm. really enjoyed it. Eight, nice. nine out of ten. Well, not nine, eight. Eight out of ten game. Just wow. For, just for the quality wow. of the puzzles. Really good. Awesome. Um, that that is that's a huge recommendation. I'm before we move up. on from Quub Two, Quub, <laughs> Quub. How I spoke last year a lot about The Witness and how mm. much I enjoyed that. And it's a game we spoke about before we started recording because it's it's now out on another platform. Yeah. How does it compare with The Witness? Yeah, it's on. Uh, or is it? Or should you not compare it to the witness? Um, I didn't. I didn't really think of the witness when playing um, this. Um, I've, well, I mean, the witness. Sorry, go on. No, you you go ahead because I'm thinking the, right. the witness. I, you know, I, I I haven't finished it. I just bought it for the third time today on a different platform. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I, I didn't. It, it's not. It's not as much as interconnected as the witness yeah. was, like learning okay. a language. And yep. once you've learnt the few mechanics in this game, sometimes it does build on, it does introduce new mechanics um, mm -hmm. the more like you Luigi. go through. Yep. Like Luigi, um, balloon mode. Um, but nice. it's, not, it's not one continuous thread, so... I learnt this, okay. it's going to help me monumentally in this place. I've already learnt these mechanics at the mm. start of the game. Okay. That's good. What I was going to say about The Witness is although all the puzzles are in this contiguous 3D space and they all lead into each other it's not like a narrative and it's not like a yes. yeah. puzzle room progression in the same type as like a portal type game. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Fair. Very. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> 
Uh, uh, don't, don't let that deter you, Ben. Is that what you're trying no, to do? No, no. I was about to say. Not at all. Pick I enjoy. Too. I, yeah. Yes, I, I do enjoy a good puzzle game. Oh, I love them. Um, mm-hmm. And hopefully, it sounds like it's a better sequel uh, than the sequel to Cube the Movie. Because Cube 2 was awful. Oh, God. Jesus. F- movies I've maybe watched once and never, ever returned to. I don't know what this film is. What is this oh. film? Cube? What? Uh, yeah, it's a Canadian horror film. Yeah, they're stuck in a cube. <laughs> You've got to work out how to get it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's literally, it's like it's like a pre-Saw kind of game. Yeah, game was, was, was Cube Tube the labyrinth one? Where they got out of a cube and they just got into another cube? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then oh, no, sorry, Cube Tube was, cubed. yeah, Hypercube is what they called it. Yes. Super Hypercube. Super hyper, <laughs> and then and then Cube Zero came out that I didn't even know existed. There was a third movie. <laughs> Excellent, but good. Cube One's pretty good. It's, yeah, it's like it's like what if it's a bit of Saw. Uh, I was like, talking about the game. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, like it's, a, it's it's a bit of Saw, and and it's a, a it's a sci-fi. What if you were trapped in one of these like Cube puzzle box? games except yeah, like, you know like people an escape die room, but just a cube yeah and it came out in like 90s yeah 90s uh mid 90s gotta be 97 yeah 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 i yeah. was way too young to watch that well there you go mm. yeah anyway um cube 2 better than cube 2 you heard it here first <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad we cross over different medias um I will talk about uh, the game that I've been playing, uh, but I'm going to open up another beer. Uh, I'm going to drink from Left Handed Giant, a beer that Adol's had a couple of times, I believe. This is the Finzel's Reach. Oh, I like that beer a lot. It is a Centennial Equinot Galaxy Simcoe IPA, 6.9%. Uh, and I believe this was made to celebrate uh, their crowdfunding... Um, campaign for their um, not for their new brewery I suppose their crowdfunding does go towards their new brewery uh, but their new brewery supposedly is going to be at Finzel's Reach which is why mm. the beer is named as such uh, Adol you've had this a couple of times haven't you but on draft? Uh, no in can at uh, Beard uh, in Top of Cottom Hill oh, has been canned okay okay Fair enough. Yeah, it was the can of the week for a month, or can of the month for a week, whatever that is. Can of the week for a while. (laughs) I had it two weeks in a row, and I thought it was a can of the week, but I could have just misread. Okay, that's fair. Um, So yeah, this is an IPA 6.9%. I can't talk about it because I've poured it terribly. Oh my god. It's almost almost a third head um, on my very, very swift poor uh have either of you ready to move on to your your next no, talk, beer? talk about your game whilst you're talk about my game okay yeah. good idea good idea so i've i've broken the funk Yay. um i'm i'm kind yeah, of back fun. into it um i um i'll talk about the game that broke me out in a moment but i've played um a little bit more of telltale batman oh yeah okay second episode is a lot better than the first um, I'm really little... Well, yeah, that always happens because the pilot of a show. Yep, that's true. Uh, and I'm enjoying the third episode as well. Um, it's definitely 
kept me um, going back to it from what's actually happening, mm-hmm. um, like storyline-wise. And as as you sort of uh, spoken about previously, Lucy, I do like how these characters aren't kind of standard Batman backstories, yeah. and 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 that it, it it does work very well. This kind of new dynamic that um that, that batman and all of the characters have and i i really like the 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 juxtaposition of the bruce wayne stuff versus the batman stuff mm-hmm. i think they've done that quite well and they've balanced that out yeah you know. for sure yeah yeah uh, they, they balanced that out well quickly what do you think about the plot i love the ca- the character dynamics but the plot has just lost me it um, so I'm I'm a little way through the third episode, and I think the second, like the. Hold on, are you playing season one or two? Season one. Oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, no, season two plot lost me. Season one's plot is fine. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even realize yeah. there was a season two. That's um, how yeah, out of touch I yeah. am. Fifth um, episode is out like in a week's time, I think. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that advertised. Um, very recently so it's got to be very soon if not just come out um but the second episode kind of broadens what's going on it opens it up um to a much larger kind of story which it was going to do it couldn't have just continued on with with the the story beats of the first episode um but it made it very interesting uh introduced a character i'd never encountered before or never seen before or at least um, a version of a character that kind of hasn't been revealed who it is, so it might be someone I've seen before, just a different take on on that person. Uh, but it, it, it's done that quite well, um, so it's 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 dragged me in. It's kind of definitely invested me. Uh, but you'll be happy to know, Lucy, that Wolfenstein Two is in the machine. Uh, Adol's copy, the disc, is in the machine. It's ready to play, and as soon as I finish Batman, that is what I'm moving on to. Yes. But. I'm also I've also been thinking more about Bloodborne and I left Bloodborne on the second boss not being able to deal with it and actually I've been thinking a little bit more about it and I find myself sort of drifting into thought about how I'll defeat that boss what I could do so I can tell that the funk is broken that I am back into sort of into gaming when my mind suddenly drifts towards how I'm going to progress I'll tell you Bloodborne's going to put you in a funk right that, it <laughs> might just push me straight back out um, but the, the game that has that has dragged me out of it um, I'll, I will caveat my conver- everything I'm going to say by saying my friend has made this game um, and I got a code for it from my friend a little while ago, uh, but it's called Cycle 28, and I've spoken already to you, Lucy, a little bit about it, uh, but it's a 2D space shooter, sort of in the vein of um, kind of like asteroids, hmm. um, really similar to Luftrausers. Is it twin stick? Uh, no, it's not twin stick. Okay. Um, it's, I'm actually playing it on keyboard, and um, they, the developers suggested it's momentum-based. So you press forward for your thrusters to push you forward. You tap left and right to turn. And obviously you can stop your thrusters and turn for sharper turns or have big sweeping turns if you keep your thrusters on and stuff. But when you shoot, that will actually slow you down. And if you shoot enough, it will push you backwards. Very so cool. So it does its control scheme in... Um, in a way that kind of gives you um, quite a broad range of control, uh, makes it very nuanced. You can kind of turn quite sharply, move forward, move backwards, 
do big sweeping turns, get away from enemies quite quickly, and it is it's all about the control scheme. Uh, but there's two elements to this game, and this is kind of what keeps me coming back to it. There is the um, kind of global leaderboard, the high score chasing. Ah, yes. Yeah. I'm constantly trying to best not just my score, but everybody else's score. Oh, okay. um, it's, it's, it's got this upgrade system in there as well. And you upgrade or you get abilities um, based upon beating your score. Oh. So if you do really well on your first go, and then every <laughs> go afterwards is crap, you'll never unlock anything. Um, and obviously I knew this. So I kind of reset all my data and then just did really badly for the first six <laughs> goes, you know, only slightly incrementally beating oh, my Oh, metagaming. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Um, so bad that as kind the of... achievement hunters. I know, tell me about it. Well, except uh, this is actually gameplay affecting. I'll give him that. Yeah, it's not that's as true. bad that's as true. them. Like me. Um, uh, yeah, as you, yeah. It kind of... It, it, I think that... Uh, so if you picture Luftrausers... It's obviously it's in space. There's no sky and sea element to it, but it it builds up enemies and gets incrementally harder, a little bit quicker than Luftrausers does. Uh, it starts you off quite slow, and you can build up some points, build up your multiplier um, by shooting enemies and not taking any damage, to then you know build up more points and right. chase that high score. But suddenly you'll hit a point where your screen is full of enemies and it, it turns into a bullet hell game and you are dodging and moving and you then go to the periphery of where the enemies are and kind of try and work out how you're going to get back into it and build your multiplier back up and defeat the enemies that are trying to you know the, the other ships that are going around trying to shoot you and the ai is really good in determining where you're flying so mm. you can't just keep flying in the same direction because they'll just fire off a few shots that go into that path. You right. have got to think about what you're doing. Uh, the other element to this game, and this is the element that uh, my friend Dave, um, I think, worked on um, more than than the sort of the coding side of things, but it has a story to it. And yeah, I was, um, I was reading the dis Steam description. This sounded really interesting. Yeah, it's. I don't want to give anything away, uh, because it's kind of good if you kind of discover what it's all about. Uh, but you are um, Olivia, uh, the pilot of this ship, and you find yourself repeating um, cycle twenty-seven over and over again. It's got that Hotline Miami vibe to it. So you die, the level starts again. You can kick straight back into it. You don't have to go to a menu. You don't have to to press any buttons. It just starts you again. Nice. And you find yourself playing maybe three or four runs over 20 minutes and then half an hour and then an hour is just gone of your time because you've just had maybe like 10 runs or something like this. Uh, but the storyline isn't that apparent. And they've actually kind of almost jumped into the like ARG way of thinking about the storyline. There's clues hidden within the game within the menus there is this extra element to the story and you're kind of gated off from progressing through to cycle 28 
which I don't think anyone has done yet. Hmm. Because there is something that you have to do, which no one has figured out yet. And there's Very all cool. of these little clues hidden in the game, which must take you somewhere else. And I'm constantly... I find myself, last night and the night before, I played maybe 20 minutes of it, chased some high scores and thought, no, 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 I'm going to try and figure out a bit more about the story. And I've not played the game to figure out parts of the story. I've gone on the internet to research... Yeah. various sources right. to try and link parts of the story of the game together um i mean it, it, it's it's not going to um spoil it too much but there's this um on the menu there are um little bits of backstory and actually one of them is a quote from T.S. Eliot from one of his poems and that links into or it might not be it might be a massive red herring but there could be a link there that kind of takes you somewhere else to have to research a little bit to try and find other things which are going to lead you to progress within the game, Jeez. within the story of the game. And I find myself just as invested yeah. in this as I do in the like the high score chasing. Mm-hmm. And right. it's the first game that's made me join, uh, not made me, it's the first game that I've wanted to jump into the Discord chat to right. talk to other people about how to progress what the clues are, what I'm trying to discover and kind of share information between people. Mm. And it's, I think it's for a kind of a lo-fi aesthetic, a, a simple but tight gameplay loop. It just does it really well. Mm-hmm. And throw out the window that my friend is involved in this game. I think if someone had given this to me, it's got a couple of elements within it that keep me coming back to it. And that's kind of what's broken through the funk for me mm-hmm. because it's got that repetitive gameplay i'm finding myself just losing an hour and just playing this game and then going brilliant i now want to do extra research into this i want to look at other sources to help figure this out oh what about bloodborne i'm thinking about bloodborne a little bit more okay maybe i'll give batman another go sure why not right let's put wolfenstein in that's what i want i want <laughs> something else like this and it's just kind of pushed me into thinking about other games to exploring other stuff a little bit more i guess excellent Um, and you know you can see my sort of fervent musings and discussion on it as a massive boost for my mate who's made this game but it's (laughs) it's just it's 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 so well made yeah um and you did a let's play as well, didn't you? I did, yeah. There's a there's a let's play on the um, on the Out of mm. Lives YouTube page, um, which was a lot longer than I'd intended it to be, <laughs> because whilst I was trying to play and talk, I was absolutely terrible, <laughs> and it's you know nowhere near. Yeah. I didn't hit anywhere near you're what my a, actual high score was. You're not a trained YouTuber, exactly. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, no, but this the, the story alone, how you describe it, because I was looking at the Steam description, I was like. Sounds a bit interesting because I mean mm. I bought it because you know you said that you you make you know made it and I was like yeah well okay yeah, but it's also an arcade shooter and I I love yeah. arcade shooters so mm. I was like yep I'll give this a, this a go and then I, after I bought it I was like reading the Steam description and I was like cycle twenty seven can't get out of this repetitive like kind of Inception Groundhog Day stuff it's like I don't really expect the story in an arcade shooter but the mm. way you've described it, I'm going to definitely check it out soon. Completely. And then I, we can I, I both that... draw like, patterns and 
circles on <laughs> do our some, walls. Do and, some yeah. uh, standard <laughs> procedural cop drama, board with yeah. cutouts and red <laughs> yeah. string. I do have a, a notepad with lots of codes oh and things God. on already He's to kind of insane. try and... I know, I know. I, I, do Ridiculous. Love a, I do love a game that makes you get a notepad and pen. Mm. I, like I think, a witness or lots yeah. of point and click games. Can't mm-hmm. get any better than that. So, yeah. C- completely, completely. I think that's what drew me to the witness so much. Mm. It just made you think so much more than a lot of other games. Yeah. Drawing crop that... circles in like cereal and stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah, so. Trying to work out different levels of tone. <laughs> oh dear. I am terrible oh, at dear. music puzzles. God. <laughs> <laughs> I am tone oh. deaf. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, my friend made a game. Buy it. But it's really good. And what was so the name of it again? Uh, it's called Cycle Twenty Eight. Yes. 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 Um, it's, so. it's funny because I bought a game talking of achievement hunters. I bought a game on Xbox for one pound twenty. It's called hmm. Energy Cycle, and I've somehow been getting your game and that game mis- mixed, mixed up. up and, mixed up. Yeah. And Energy Cycles is not a good game, but I got oh, a, no. a thousand gamer scoring like. Oh dear. 20 minutes. So. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing with my life. <laughs> That's it. Day off, just, you know, breeze through an easy game, building up that gamer score. Mm, 2,000 in two than... days. So. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> um, you guys ready for another beer? Shall I just yeah. grab the beer I've got? Yeah. yeah. The head's finally um, gone down. Yeah. <laughs> It has, I should it, hope so. It, it, it's disappeared very, very quickly, to be fair. Looks very cloudy. It is. It's mm. it's quite hazy. Um, I'm super curious about your opinion of this. The nose and the taste are almost exactly the same. Yeah. They've done that very well. The, the, the nose gives you exactly what you're going to be getting on the taste. Um, it does have those juicy elements to it but it's not too juicy but it's I kind of expected there to be a little bit more bitterness than there is but it kind of it's very dry it's so much drier than (laughs) the previous beer I had I'm constantly wanting to go back to this straight away but those juicy notes don't give way to a bitterness they kind of they linger quite well. Um, I'm trying to think what what fruits they are, but I can't quite pick them out. Super interesting. Yeah. Why did you did you find that you could instantly pick something out? Um, I thought that they were so. The reason why I was curious what your thoughts were is because I got peach and apricot as the fruits, and you fucking hate peach. <laughs> and I was so I thought like I really liked that beer, and I thought he might hate this beer. I tell you, now, now you've said that, I can, I can, yeah, I can He's get pouring that. it down the sink. He's yeah. gone, <laughs> threw it against the wall. Uh, no, I, yeah, I can see that, but I, it's not quite maybe as peachy or... Oh, it's uh, not over the top peachy. No, 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 yeah. it's not as stone fruity as I don't like. I think it's, it's, it's balanced quite well. I think actually I'm getting a bit more of maybe the centennial... And the galaxy, perhaps, it's almost, uh, it's got this very slight sweetness to it as well. Only very, very slightly. Uh, I, yeah, okay. Now you've, now you've said it, 
That is almost uh, having another sip is almost all I'm getting. Oh, dude, no! I'm so oh. sorry. I, I I really was curious. I was surprised you didn't say it immediately. I thought it was very prominently peachy. There's a little apricot, like it's it's in between the two. I would say. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Um, I think perhaps the whip beer, the um, dulled your senses. Drift had kind of dulled it a little bit, maybe. Um, and the more, yeah, the more I sip it, maybe that that sweetness has kind of faded a little bit. Again, it's 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 still not bitter. Um, there's a very slight bitterness, but it, it's 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 not a it's not a big kind of bitter IPA at all. Um, I don't get the six point nine percent. I'm not kind of getting that strength strength from it. Um, mm, 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 Lucy. One. Yes, one to dwell on Lucy. Yes, what have you got? I have cracked open mine. It's called Doyen. D O Y E N. Hmm. It's an India Pale Ale, six point five percent, and it's a collaboration between Gypsy Hill and Fuller's. Um, the flavour text it says Doyen is a collaboration between Gypsy Hill and Fuller's Brewery, an IPA fermented with famous Fuller's yeast. We cranked up the fermentation temperature to release those esters, then loaded it with Motueka. Nelson Sovin and Mosaic Hops and mm. I don't know if it's because it's been a while I mean over winter I've probably just drink and drank most mostly stouts yeah mm. I haven't really had many like you know New England IPAs or you know lighter beers but I can it's just it's just bringing me home this beer I can taste some Mosaic Hops get the bitterness and the kind of lavender floral kind of qualities to the mosaic hops um this is a fantastic beer i need to talk about it quickly because it's almost all gone um (laughs) it's 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 just a wonderful ipa it's it's slightly fruity um at the start and just balanced so well with bitterness on the end it's it's like a traditional ipa none of this um nice you know even though I love them, like juice bombs that just juice all the way through, this is very much balanced with a lot of bitterness on the end, probably because they use three, three different kind of hops. Um, yeah, it, and there's a slight earthiness to it as well, which is really nice as well. Um, yeah, there's not much more I can say about it. It's fantastic beer. It's great. Is it, because um, I know I've seen those guys about um, a lot more recently, uh, I think so six months ago. Yeah, mm, yeah. I yeah. think only six months ago, I'd maybe only seen one or two of their beers yeah. um, here in Bristol. Yeah. But suddenly, I'm seeing a lot more from them. And strangely, I don't know what, what reasoning is behind it because I haven't looked. But I see some of their beers are in four forty mil cans, and some yeah. are in three thirty mil cans. Which which one have you got? This is four forty. Uh, yeah, this okay. is. They they just. I, I think I've only had like one or two beers from Gypsy Hill. Yeah, but I saw probably about six that just popped up in my local beer shop mm. like last time I went and it's like okay I'll pick um pick, pick what looks like the best one yeah this one it's really come through it's really lovely beer and, ooh, looks like it's, it's got a hip it's got a hipster on the front right uh I don't know who this is I don't know if it's a woman <laughs> or a man oh it looks like someone from a game called lich beer Anyway, I think it's got like <laughs> lavender as well, like on the on the can, which oh. is probably I don't know. I've always said that like 
mosaic hops to me taste like lavender. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people feel the same way, but I've always described it. It's just my weird palate, but this this can confirms that I, I was right all along. So. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, someone understands you. Because <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> oh, nice. Yes. Adol, yeah. you're, you're pouring, man. What have you got? Is that- I've got brewed by numbers. Yeah, that's one I brought as well, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. it totally is. (laughs) So you brew by numbers, double IPA, Galaxy Mosaic, eight point two percent. Nice. Brewer's note is intensely juicy, higher strength IPA. Please drink fresh. What number is it? Fifty-five oh six. Because that means sorry, fifty-five slash oh six. And on the pour, immediately you 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 get that juiciness. It's so tropical fruity. Um, you're getting that. Um, are you getting that mosaic hops off the top too, just on the nose? Now that looks, looks like very, a juice bomb. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, mine's pretty much hazy. Clear. Yeah, it could almost pass as like a slightly pulped juice, mm-hmm. uh, orange juice. Mm. It's hazy. It's a little orangey uh, honey, just a little orange added to honey. It's quite bitter on the aftertaste, but it's just all oh, those hops are gorgeous. Yeah, it's zero head as well. Mm-hmm. And it's um, it leaves you not that dry considering it's eight point two percent. There's quite a lot of hops going on. It definitely leaves there's bitter, but there's not dryness in the aftertaste. So the mouth feels kind of neutral. Yep. And leaves you with that nice, satisfying, bitter taste of a of a double IPA. But there's so much flavor going on, mm. the juiciness, and those galaxy and the mosaic hops get just adding sort of that the, the to some a little citrus to the very passion fruity taste. Mm. It's okay. really, really quite excellent. Uh, I don't know how long this eight percent beer will last. <laughs> so again, not because it like my mouth is dry, but just I'm really enjoying the taste. And it does actually, to be fair, it um, the finish is, finish is quite long, but it, it, it finishes quite light. Like it's quite an understated version of the overall taste. It doesn't sort of slope down slowly. It's just like, there's this bomb. Isn't that tasty? Oh, yeah, now there's a little bit of it, and this little bit will last for a while. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be talking about games and we're going to come back to you and say, what was your favourite beer? And you're going to go, I have no idea what the Brew by Numbers was like because I drank it within about two and a half minutes and it just disappeared from existence very, very quickly. Nice. Yes. Before we move into games, I want to come back to this Finzel's Reach. Hmm. Um, yeah, Apricot and Peach are definitely there. But... I've definitely had some beers which have been a lot more peachy than this. And this actually reminds me, if you cast your minds back, I have no idea how many episodes ago, all of us drank a a beer from Honest Brew, which was, um, we we all got growlers, didn't we? Yeah. The crowler. The crowd, yes, yeah. And we got three cans of something to do with cycling. It was a beer that they wanted a lot of money for, and they decided to make a beer with Northern Monk. Yeah, yeah. And that had elements of peach in it. Mm -hmm. This reminds me of that a lot. It's it's kind of 
yes, it's got those stone fruit kind of flavours, but they're not they're not massively strong. There is something else. There's almost a little bit of a, a sourness, mm. slightly pulling it back in. Um, you know, like a tropical fruity sourness, not a not a sour beer kind of sourness. Right. Something that's just just tempering that that stone fruit flavour down very slightly. I don't know whether it's one of the hops, maybe it's the EQ or not, or something like that. That just kind of balances them a little bit mm-hmm. more, uh, and and doesn't sort of accentuate the um, the stone fruit flavours. Uh, and that whip is gone from my palate, so I think that's why um, I'm kind of you know getting a little bit more from this perhaps now. Mm-hmm. So, but both of you have played other games. Yeah. Um, uh, let's come to you first, Lucy. Yeah, because I I want to hear about into the breach because there's yes. been a lot of uh, talk about this game and it got me interested about it and then I looked at screenshots I was like no I'm definitely not going to play into the breach but um, the game I hmm. played is called much more along Lucy's uh, kind of genre of games it's a point and click adventure from Amanita Design who are a Czech studio known for doing weird uh, point and click games like Samaras Machinarium and Botanicula. Oh, there, yeah. yeah. I, I never got into Machinarium. I really liked it. It's a really good game. You should try it. It's been free on probably everything. You've probably got like everything, 16 yeah. different Steam and Humble Bundle codes for it. So. Oh, yeah. I, I, oh, I own it. Yeah. That's why I say I can never got into it, because yeah. I tried it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the new, newest game is called, uh, I think it's pronounced, Kukel in Czech. It's, it's spelt C-H-U-C-H-E-L. A lot of people me saying Chuchel, but I think the correct in inverted commas, because I don't speak Czech, uh, pronunciation, pronunciation. Wait, so are you telling me that when you didn't know how to pronounce it, you didn't Czech? Hey. I really like how that is one. The I, think that's a, I think that's a 10 out of 10, that one. Yeah, that's the best one I've seen. <laughs> The, the games it's weird it's wacky it's very it's very simple it's um it's more a point and click not in not f- focused on puzzles so much more of oh you click on something to see just what the animation is the animation's great see what you know kind of oh, like uh, old school happens. like more exploring than like there's yeah. just a hard thing to figure out yeah the bits um, of dropsy i enjoyed yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's sort of like um, a game I spoke about a few weeks ago, ago called Bring You Home, and it's more about seeing what the animations are, because mm. there's so many, and the team obviously put a lot of work into it. It's more about doing that and exploring just what you can do with it. Um, it's basically a short little plot. It's a like little dust mite, like ball of fuzz, very irritable, and he just wants a cherry. And he's fighting his frenemy for this cherry, and it hmm. and it's very like slapstick humor and very uh, quirky. The music is all kinds of esoterically weird. It's like I don't even know what genre you'd class that as. Um, check out the game and check out the people who make the music, but it's really good. Um, but yeah, it's point and click. If you're into that and you just want a relaxing experience, you know. Pick it up. It's probably about two hours long. But yeah, How do you spell uh, that again? C-H-U-C-H-E-L. 
Um, it's mm. on Steam. I think it's later coming to iOS and possibly Android. So, but yeah, it's very much a you know basic point-and-click adventure. But mm. it, it's well made. Amanita do good work. Go support them. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Into the breach. Oh yeah, that's a game. <laughs> get, get, go. Go. No, I said it's a game. Yeah, my, that's my is, review. Is. Um, uh, I, so it's by the people who who brought us uh, FTL. Yep. I can't remember the name of the studio. I should, but They're I can't. Faster than light game makers. No, it's like uh, sub something. Surface circular. Is that what it is? Subway. It is. Subatomic nucleus. Subset games. Oh, I'm I am the worst of all logicians for not immediately remembering <laughs> yes. subset. Um, subset games, yeah. Um, and uh, it's similar sort of graphical style, you know, the like 16-bit. Uh, but so the the premise is the world is getting invaded by Vex, which are monsters. Um, and you uh, are tasked with basically saving things, and your 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 squad is um, three different mechs with three pilots in them. And there's a series of islands which represent the world where all the hum- human population have got to. You start with access only to one, and then you beat it, and then you have to beat the next one to unlock mm-hmm. it, etc. And basically, each island is uh, has about seven or eight different um, sort of regions, and they all. And there's sort of a randomized uh, element to them, but there are, I think it's on 12 by 12 grid. It's a SRPG style game, but so the layout will be different. But like certain things, like there'll be one on the first island. There's an island. Um, one of the regions will ha- will have tidal waves. So every turn, uh, starting from the left, uh, a column will just disappear underwater. And so the, the non-flying Vex will immediately die, and submerged mechs can't work. Okay. And so basically, your first squad is a mech that can punch, that moves an enemy a square, mm-hmm. a mech that shoots, um, and what it shoots will move a square, and then a mech that shoots and everything around it will move a square, which means you can mo- reposition things, um, but the problem is... You have you start with like four energy and lightning bolts, and when you uh, when a building on the map gets damaged, you lose a lightning bolt, and it represents like a couple hundred casualties. So you want to minimize casualties. Your pilot, if your mech dies, your pilot dies. So all the experience they've got um, goes with them, and then it's just AI piloted. Mm, so it's um, like a roguelite in that kind of sense. Sort of. Um, and then uh, what's it? So so you basically are, yeah, so you start out with a really bare-bones, shitty group of mechs. As your pilots um, level up, they'll, some, they'll, have di- they'll have different abilities. The generic pilots, basically, when you finally hit a level of like 25 experience, which is roughly like 30 kills or something, um, they'll, uh, they'll like un- unlock an extra power core that you can then power the mech with to get uh, you know either give more health or more movement or if you have two power cores you can upgrade the weapon so like the punching mech can now from anywhere on the map dash and punch which is way more useful than just having to because they all have limited movement right like four movement or whatever Mm. um 
So how, it seems. Uh, how how big are these? Um, how big are these grids? How big is this? I think they're about twelve tiny. by twelve. I mean, on okay. the screen, they look tiny. Isn't it? It's just yeah, very one, two, three, four, five, six. Oh, it's actually it's eight by eight. You're right. Um, yeah, it's uh, and the, and so it's it, each like mini level does not take any time, and you can save and quit at any time. Um, what's interesting is a random level in a random region on an island will get a pod and that pod is something coming back in time and it could be either like a, or an upgrade like a reactor core or it could be another a pilot and that pilot will have better special abilities so some pilots like once they've upgraded they will make so once they've leveled up they make the mech fly so you can go to any point on the map on mm. top of whatever else um but what's interesting is the key, the core dyna- uh, mechanic of this game is, at any point in time, you can quit and abandon the timeline, and you go back in time to the very beginning of the game. But you can take a pilot with you. Oh, cool! So right. you can almost be the pilot going back in time. Right, but if you end up getting a new pilot that has a better special ability that suits one of your mechs better, you might abandon the person you've max yes. leveled. That's really yeah. interesting because they only have like a couple levels and then they're they're done it's like 25 xp and then 50 and then that there's no more pilot upgrading but like the one pilot one of the pilots i've unlocked is give a shield which means the first hit does no damage to a mech Mm. and so it's really easy to like you can sort of rely on it being bashed and not worrying about it yeah the other thing is it's turn-based so the monsters have a turn and they'll uh, and it's all perfect information, so they all move around, and it shows you what they're aiming at and how much damage the that that thing will be done done to. And like, there's land walking ones which have um, spider webs, so they trap a thing. So if you if your mech is spider webbed, unless something pushes that enemy away or that enemy dies, your guy won't be able to move. And once you've shot, you can't move. So it's it's a very like perfect information, very standard srpg sort of thing you move and then you attack you can move and then someone else can move and attack and then you can attack but your mech can't once it's moved uh, once you've attacked you can't move yeah um and so the whole point is like you if you do certain things achievements you unlock money that you can use to spend on unlocking new sets of mechs Mm. and you can play like they they come in tiers but you can then mix and match and make your own custom squad with like the punchy guy from one group and the other the guy from the other thing oh, that's cool and every time you if you so you beat like f- five of the seven regions of the island and then it, it doesn't let you finish the last two zones because of the big mega boss ma- uh, vex comes and you have to defend the corporate hq and this will be a guy with like seven health when the average enemy has two or three Mm. Okay. Uh, and so in order to so if you succeed on like on levels you can either they'll have like requirements like only have three mech damage or only have three grid damage grid damage being buildings being destroyed and they'll have those bonuses will be a star or a lightning bolt the lightning bolt gives you more grid the star means as many stars as you got to beat that island you can spend on upgrades mm. and then you move on to the next island but if you abandon the timeline, you lose those upgrades. Yeah, yeah. All right, and so it it's very like, it's a, it's so so like the upgrading mechanic. So how well you do on an island means you are better prepared for the next island. But also, if you run out of grid, you lose the, the timelines over, and you are automatically sent off. So if you fail miserably, like so, if you have four 
grid and four buildings end on like your second level, you're done. Mm. Mm. Are you? But it's, are you pl- sorry, are you playing on normal or easy? Because I've heard the way to go is easy. Okay, you're hardcore. It's it's not yeah it's not that easy. I definitely <laughs> looped till I. It's, it's normal. It's not that normal, I should say. <laughs> um, I definitely have a fully upgraded pilot right now, and that then beat the first island and. Are you very and, attached or? No, I mean she gives a shield, but there's some other pilots out there. What's nice is so how you when you like when a pod comes and you grab the pod pod. Sorry, I just got an email now about an Uber trip I took on Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right. Um. So um, when a pod lands, you have to you have to be the first person to get to it. If an enemy stands on that square or attacks that square the pod dies and the pod is like your free upgrades and also it unlocks pilots so you Mm. can abandon a timeline and choose to start fresh with a new pilot of one of the unlocked types you don't Mm. have to get your max leveled whenever so it it, it doesn't make you like super attached to the person you've leveled up the most yeah it's kind of like it sounds like a tactics game but with this added element yeah, it's it's like a roguelike like, tactics game, and, yeah, and yeah, what's yeah, nice is individual levels don't take that long, right? Because mm. I've, I've heard so much about this game and like people eulogi- eulogizing it, like rightly so. But then I remember, oh, I'm never going to play this because it's two of the things I hate: roguelite and <laughs> turn-based tactical uh, uh, strategy RPGs. Like, yeah. It's it's really fun. I like it. um um so like. And sometimes, so what's interesting is they give you, so the average zone is like five turns. And ostensibly, you just have to outlast them. Once mm. the turn counter goes to zero, they all just retreat. Yeah. Oh, but right. how much damage do they t- make, right? And so there's mm. things like at the end of their turn, um, certain tiles on the map will um, start rumbling and there'll be an arrow over them. And that tells you that another Vex is going to come out of the ground there. Yeah. And so, if you if you put a anything you put on that square will block the emergence of that thing, but it'll take a damage. Yeah. So then it's not just about killing what's on the map, but it's also trying to maneuver things onto those squares so you're minima- you're keeping the number of enemies down. And sometimes that means you running onto that square and punching a thing so that you'll take a damage on your mech, but another enemy won't won't come up because mm-hmm. the damage all gets healed at the end of the level. Okay. So as long as all your mechs have one life, you're okay. Yeah. But. I mean, it- almost sounds with those added elements a little bit more like a puzzle game yeah it's basically a tactical puzzle game yeah yeah Mm. and that's what attracted me to it because i was like is it going to be like i don't know hitman go or deus ex go yeah highly tactical and and then so uh, elements mixed into it and things like what can be really powerful like the the sort of artillery guy where any so the the cross um, on any sh- so up down left right on any p- point he hits will get pushed away. But that means you, if you push something into a building, it gets damaged. You've just killed people and you lose a grid. Um, and sometimes it's like, oh, this I, your guys only start with one uh, attack and nothing ha- nothing dies to one hit. So the, in the very beginning of the game, you're like, I need to protect this building, so I'm just going to push this guy out of the way. But with the art- artillery. Pushing is, you can push a bunch of things, but if you hit an empty square, that's the only square that gets damaged. Pushing doesn't get damaged unless you push it into a mountain or another thing. So sometimes you've got three guys in a row, including you, and you're still trying to domino them into each other just to do damage. So there's like a, it, it's, 
very flexible. There's a lot going on, but it doesn't take a lot to like just do. But then you realize there's a lot of sort of ways you can influence things. And then, like I said, when you unlock more mechs or more weapons, you're like, oh shit, this changes everything. And suddenly, like, cause it, once you unlock a new fleet of mechs and you go and you reset the timeline, all your strategies, because your weapons are all different for that first island that you've sort of done enough times, they're like, oh, I'm pretty sure I know how to do it. I'm like, I don't know how to do this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's things like protecting a satellite launch where the map will randomly, put, two of the squares will be a missile silo, basically. And after the after two turns, the first one will start to launch. And if, mm-hmm. if it survives, you get a star for it successfully launching. But when it launches, the up, left, up down, left, right squares are shown to be damaging and anything in that will get burnt because it dam- it, it launched mm-hmm. and you can use that sort of to your advantage or not. And what's nice is again, it's perfect information. So there's a thing that says attack order. And when you can, while you're planning your turn, look at w- in what order they will attack. So, you know, Oh, even if I hit this guy into a spot, so his attack will now attack someone else. That guy's going to go first, so I still need to cover his base. Or, shit, this guy's going first, so I don't have to worry about this other guy. He's going to kill him for me. But you don't have to look at that, and you have to worry about that right away. So, like, there's a lot of it. All the information is there. It's not sort of gated. It's just gated on how much you want to care about. Sure. And how much you want to, like, perfectly solve it. I'm sold. Yeah, I mean, even as not a fan of the genre, it sounds really cool. You know? Mm. I like the little mini dioramas. Yeah. Do you you have any? um, I suppose it kind of almost makes me think of things like the Banner Saga and stuff like that in terms of like the combat and stuff. Have you got any like overriding uh, like storylines? And well, I mean, the storyline is beating the Vex. I've only beat one island, and it's essentially just gone to well, one and a half islands. I haven't beat the second one, but essentially just beating the next island. I don't know what the rest of the story is, but because you're looping in time. Much like your cycle twenty eight, yeah. Um, game, you're sort of it's it's hilarious because like first time you play it, you start the island and there's a blurb from the guy who's telling you you got to go defend the world and hit continue and then there's no more speech bubble and you're like that was a short speech and then after a while you're like thank God because every time you reset the game you see this splash screen where it's like it's time to save the world and you're like continue, yeah, yeah. Um, that's good. And like there's there's good little like blurbs and stuff. There's a lot of like so when uh, the pilots have personas and like they'll say things like when they kill enough things and level up, or even like oh you know we got I got this vex he's mine like it has like the the pilots themselves will talk or and they'll be like they'll mourn the loss of another one. So it does a good job of of that. Um, yeah. So it doesn't it doesn't have a massive storyline, but it's got personality. Yeah, and and I don't know if there's more story as you progress through the game, but okay, by the nature yeah. of it, you're just until you get get good, you're not going to see ne- the next part because you keep having to do the green, the wooden island. Oh, there's other things like if if there's a tile that has forests on it, like like trees instead of just plain green grass. If it gets attacked, it lights on fire. And now, if you push something into the, if something's on a fire tile, it'll get one damage per turn. Deep, it's in fire. Deforestation. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So there's just a lot of different ways of trying to like. If there's any water, like you don't even if the, a thing has five health, if you put and it's if it's land based, you just push it and it'll go in water, and die immediately. You, like, 
But then do you, do you do that or do you push it onto the square to prevent whatever's next from coming out and it'll take a damage from your push and a damage from the thing emerging and and blocking it. Mm, mm. And so you, you can reset one turn per round. Okay. So as That's soon as you... So like yeah. as soon as you move, you can undo you move. made that as wrong as, move. And yeah. Think, oh, bollocks, I should have changed that. And you can. Yeah, what's nice is if I move a mech... If you highlight over a mech, it shows you all the places you can move. If I move a mech and then hover over another mech, I can see what it can now move to if there was like a blocking instance. And then I can click undo move and go back and put the first one back in its place. So it's really not trying to trick you informational wise. Sure. Um, and like I said, so yeah, you can, you can, as long as you've not attacked, you can always undo the move of this mech, the last mech you moved. Hmm. Uh, it's only when you when you've either moved another mech or done an action that that gets locked in place. That stops. Yeah, yeah. So it's nice. really good to like sort of suss things out, and there's no time limit on turns. Mm. Mm. Like, yeah, seeing as you can quit on it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, in general, like there's just no timer. Like until I do a thing, it's it's all like discrete turns based on you, you hitting end turn and moving yeah. things around. Yeah. So, awesome. yeah, I really like it. It's it's really fantastic, and it it's. Now when I'm trying when I'm bored at work uh, working and I need a break I'm not going to hex cells I'm like I'll just play around to that I should have blanked too much of this. It should place the game that you kind of wanted as a a break a very brief reprieve from doing yeah. work to actually just playing a game. Well yeah so I'll play like four levels or three levels um, or I'll fuck something up like because if you if you miscalculate and you don't have a reset you, like th- by the end of a, of an easy level you could still lose three buildings in which case fuck like, <laughs> now I have two lives left another zone and then the big boss and that means I can uh, only two buildings can l- l- die I might as well just reset and move back right mm, mm. yeah nice man it's good that it's um. It sounds quite kind of not complicated. I'd say complex. It's it's yes, easy complex, to learn, it's yes. easy to play, but it, there's there's a lot of things going on yeah. that you can choose mm-hmm. to tune into. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Good. Should we finish there for the week? Because yeah. I've got food into the breach. <laughs> oh, go and eat. Go and no, eat. I want to hear about um, into the breach and how much I'm not yeah. going to play it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you ever play um, FTL? No. Yeah. <laughs> like it's definitely you can see how it's from the same developer because most people when they play FTL they pause a lot right mm. and they basically realize that that was the primary mode of play why don't we just not have time being well, an issue people may pause a lot but I never started to press play so there you go <laughs> VHS humor only 90s kids <laughs> will get that no tracking at least yeah. on these games so let's talk about our beers Lucy, mm. you had two beers. Which was your favourite? Yeah, well, that eleven percent is starting to hit me, so it's definitely time yeah. to go. Um, the the <laughs> the Tempest um, Mexicake, a lot going on, a lot of different flavours and ingredients, the vanilla and the chilies. Um, the beer that I was on about earlier um, is called Ancho Dark Lager from Tempest, and that also has Anco chilies. I'd recommend picking up that. Choice. Mm. I'd uh, recommend picking that up maybe before this one. Both good beers, but I think the Ancho Dark Lager just takes its lighter percentage. Um, I think the balance between the chilies and 
everything else is a bit better. Um, my mm. favourite beer is definitely the um, Doyen from Gypsy Hill and Fuller's. It's just a fantastic IPA, old school IPA. A lot of uh, citrusy and uh, fruity notes at the start, balanced off by bitterness and earthiness. It's just a fantastic beer. Yeah, That's nice. my favourite for this week. That's so good. Adol, how about you, dude? Um, it's the brew by numbers. Uh, it's just there's so much flavor going on, and I think it's really a shame for the Oedipus beer, which I think is their first one they put out. But it's just it's it's just there's not a lot going on in that beer. It's really light, um, and it seemed like with the chilies and the lemongrass, you'd have more unique flavors, or at least sort of more of a um, God, I was about to say the most pretentious thing ever, a flavor narrative. Oh, Oof. God. Drop the mic. What a uh, millennial. Oh. Um, uh, but like... <laughs> yeah, we, don't need to, we don't need to know about my beers. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> um, more, sort of more, more changes of flavors, more things going on, given that it was a very sort of... It's just not that dynamic. And then the, the Brew by Numbers 5506, it just... It's like a burst of flavor, and there's still a change in it. So it's not just it's not one note. There's a shift in flavors, and it's really engaging and vibrant. And those uh, the galaxy mosaic hops make it. It's just a punch of like uh, not a punch, uh, just a really nice hit of mangoes and um, some citrus. And yeah, it's just a really tasty fucking beer. And uh, the problem I have, like I didn't not enjoy the Oedipus. Um, but in the end of the day, like I wouldn't easily, I don't know. I would have no reason to reach for another one of these over another sure. thing. Like it just tasted too much, just like a beer. Mm. That's fair. Yeah. Brew by the numbers do great beers, so no surprise. Brew by numbers as well. Excuse me. You said brew by the numbers. Oh, I always get that name wrong. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <Always>. <laughs> that's what I call them. That's what they should. That's be fair. Yeah. I mean, they've that's got all these I numbers. Get the, uh, we'll email them. Yeah. We'll email them yeah. to change their name. Yeah. How about you, Ben? Um, I, th- I think this week for me it's a difficult one because the unity was almost just a wit bear, really. Mm. Yeah, you, you um, were saying that it was mostly the wit, not the IPA. Yeah, um, I, I'm not getting the IPA sort of notes for it very much at all. Um, and the Finzel's Reach from Left Handed Giant, it's a nice beer. Uh, it does have those stone fruits. It's it, it's balanced quite well. Um, those those sort of there's a little bit of a tropical kind of fruity sourness in there as well. Um, I don't think I'd reach for a second one of either of them. Can I ask, with the Finzel's Reach, um, how much is that because you're just not a stone fruit fan? I'm just curious. Like, is it that these prevailing flavors aren't good, or is it that it, it's the gen- general... Um, you know what I mean? Like, is it is it the specific tastes or is it the general? I think it's, I think vibe it's, a, I think it's a taste. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it's because it's a bad beer at all. I think it's because it's the taste. And I think with the, the Unity Drift, it's because it's a wit beer. It's not a uh, oh, it, 
it doesn't do enough in terms of like it's not a good balance for a white IPA. IPA. Yeah. yeah. The the balance on the on the, the drift isn't quite what I'd expect. Uh, whereas with the Finzel's Reach it is the, the, the flavour profile which I'm not a, a massive fan of more than how well the beer is made or how balanced the yeah. beer is. Uh, but I think if I was going to pick the, out of the two of them, it would be the Finzel's Reach because because the Unity kind of isn't a white IPA, or at least I'm not getting that from the beer. I'm just getting the wit beer. I'm not getting right. the IPA notes to it. I'm not getting anything from the kind of like the dry hopped um, Citra or Ella at all mm. from that beer. Um, so, yeah, I pick the Finzel's Reach, I guess. I would support that as a p- person who doesn't not like um, stone fruits. Stone fruits. <laughs> uh, I really enjoyed it uh, to the point where um, I was at the pub, but it was not cheap to buy a, a can. I sure bought it. My next beer was another Finzel's Reach. So in the metric we've that's described fair. today, I would gladly grab a second. Yeah, that, that's fine. I've I've currently got um, talking about uh, our our classics list. The beer I was um, referring to right at the start of the episode. Uh, I've currently got the Harbour uh, Little Rock mm. in the fridge, and I'm going to go and open one of those up. Um, I'm going to open up we... a Whiplash beer. Yeah, Woo! nice. Before we wrap up, um, <clears throat> before we go to plugs or whatever we call them, I just want to say one of the things that's really nice about Into the Breach is although it was only released on Windows. Um, because it's so low profile, like there's just no overhead. It's such a 16 bit, like there's not anything. Um, I'm running it through wine, which is freeware and, uh, you can install steam, which is a default, uh, additional option on wine. And, uh, yeah, I'm running steam into the breach on my laptop, which is dangerous because I work on my laptop and it means I won't work <laughs> as much, but it works flawlessly. It's just, it's great. Um, and iOS it, it reminded switch. me that there are options. Hmm? Come to iOS and Switch soon enough. Yeah, yeah. So, I just wanted Lucy to play, play it. it because it's on Wine. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Yeah. So I just thought it'd be useful to know for you Mac users that there's an easy way to play it. Nice. Good. Let's do plugs, Lucy. Uh, ju- tanked up Lucy, yes, as we should on say. On Twitter, tanked up Lucy. <laughs> way to Lucy interrupt her to make Lucy literally just say ju. Juicy Loose 9 on Xbox PlayStation. Juicy Loose on Untapped. Tanked up Lucy on Twitter. Sweet. Addo. Uh, I'm at the Omniarch. T-H-E-O-M-N-I-A-R-C-H on all of the things except Twitch. Who cares? Sweet. I'm at Nova underscore 47 everywhere. You can reach everywhere. us at? Everywhere. You can reach us at, at tanked up underscore cast or tanked up cast at gmail.com. We have a Facebook page. We are going to stop using the Facebook page. <laughs> this is your fair usage warning. Don't uh, well, go why are we going to do that? Page. Go to the Out of Lives Facebook page because we're going to start talking about beer on the Out of Lives Facebook page because there's a lot more people to have a conversation with and we're lazy as fuck. <laughs> and also, we kind of want to make sure that Out of Lives has more beer involved with yes. it and the Facebook yes. page is, just is the best brew. place to do that. Exactly. Yeah, Those bloody Scots. Mm. 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 Scots everywhere. Uh, also, go to outoflives.net, listen to other podcasts. Read about articles, read about articles, and read <laughs> articles about opinion, and go to the YouTube page. 
Articles about it. Read articles about opinion. Read about articles about opinion. Op-eds. Go read them. See you later. Bye. Bye. Wait, is it, that that yeah. was seriously ciao. it? You didn't you didn't oh, want to oh, replug your let's play? Oh wait, no, okay, ciao, bye. that's fine. Bye, 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 bye. <laughs> go go and watch my let's play. No, it's too late. You can't do that. I gave you the opportunity, <laughs> and you still said bye after that. Right. Now we're just having one of these weird extended byes. Bye. bye. Done. Bye, curious. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that. Anyway, I've got food and. Yeah. Good. I've got food and okay. I need toilet. Yeah. So. Bye. Take care.